You're listening to Fit Girl Talk Radio with your host, Sarah Thomas. Sarah has been a nationally certified personal trainer since 2010, specializing in women's fitness, has a bachelor's degree in nutrition and exercise physiology, and is an IPE bikini pro bodybuilder, all while being a wife, a mom, business owner, and frequent traveler. In each episode, Sarah and her guests will discuss all things related to self-growth, health, wellness, fitness, and nutrition. So grab a coffee, get comfy, and join Join them for some Fit Girl Talk. Hey guys, it's Sarah. Um, before the actual episode starts, I have to give a quick disclaimer before this episode. Um, something was going on with my personal <clears throat> um, microphone the day that I interviewed Kayla, and all of her answers and all of her her statements are clear, but mine are a little messed up and hard to listen to. But with that being said, um, this podcast is not about perfection. It's about fun and information. And like I said, all of what she says is super clear. So um, I apologize in advance for the terrible quality on my end. I have no idea what happened and it's hasn't happened since. So um, anyways, I just had to give a little disclaimer there and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey guys, I'm your host, Sarah Thomas, and I am so excited you tuned into Fit Girl Talk Radio. Today we have a really fun guest. Her name is Kayla Krause. Krause, is that how you pronounce it? Yes, it's new to me too, so you, you nailed it. Okay, Kayla Krause. And Kayla is a um, NPC competitor. She lives in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and she's super funny and real and honest. Um, and she talks a lot about um, her personal competition prep journeys in and out of season, um, daily irritations that the body goes through, and IBS, and all kinds of things that a lot of competitors don't really share a lot of, in all honesty. And um, I like it because, you know, she can show one thing she's going through at 6 p.m. one night, and then the next morning she wakes up and her body looks completely different. And that's real life. We all deal with that. That's real life. Um, so I love that about her. So Kayla, thank you for your time and for joining us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Um, well, I, I currently live in Jacksonville, Florida, but I am originally from Huntsville, Alabama, and I have traveled a lot in my short little life. I'm 30 years old, and between 18 to 26, I've lived in Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Kansas, two cities in Indiana, and two cities now in Florida, and now I'm in Jacksonville. <laughs> so, so why? I I, I say I was on a search for my happiness. I was like on a search to find what was the right feel for me. I hate the snow. Now I know that. Um, and I just kind of was on an adventure just trying to figure it all out. So uh, I met my now husband when I was at a volleyball tournament in St. Augustine. And I moved to Jacksonville to be with him. And it just kind of fit. Everything just kind of worked out. So I ended up here. Yeah. So. Yeah. And once I got through all that, that's when I found, I've always wanted to, you know, look into bikini competitions. My cousin competes in classic physique and I was like, that looks really cool. So, um, once I got settled in my life, I was like, you know what, let's, let's give it a chance. 
So that's kind of how that all started. <laughs> so um, congratulations. Um, when did you guys get married? It's a year ago this last May. So. Congratulations. Okay, so nobody just picks up and decides they're going to start competing. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your fitness journey that led up to that? It's so funny. That question um, kind of makes me laugh because I, my parents were D1 collegiate athletes at Southern Mississippi. So sports was just the thing. Like uh, everybody, you know, some people are musical. Like I just played sports. I've been playing volleyball since I was seven years old. Um, and I've been playing year round since I was 10. I still play to this day. I played at West Georgia, uh, myself. So that kind of started the fitness part with training and weightlifting, but no one, some reason, just like taxes, like no one teaches you nutrition. It's like, Hey, let's, let's not tell you how your body actually works or any real life things. And you just don't get it. You're like, yeah. well, season I'm skinny and during off season I'm not but yeah so <laughs> it's this crazy thing um so the nutrition side is what um I believe once I started understanding that that's when journey really began Absolutely. yeah for sure so athletics has always been part of me um but trying to take control of the nutrition aspect is what really why I wanted to compete and have that structure. So. Well, it's a lot of trial and error, um, person to person, figuring out what that means to you and what that looks like to you. So I guess that kind of leads right into the next thing. What does that look like to you? What kind of um, diet or what do you follow? So um, when I originally started, um, this is actually really funny, when I originally started to think about you know competing, I was like, man, I'm drinking way too much wine. Like moderation is key to everything. I know this, but it was just too much. So I needed to do something to kind of like get myself in check. So I did a strict meal plan and that was terrible. <laughs> so, and mainly because you spoke about before I have IBS and a lot of bodybuilding foods, um, trigger IBS reactions. So I was eating a lot of asparagus a lot of avocado, a lot of um, cauliflower, uh, red meat, um, high fibrous um, carbs, and just go to Google. That's like death to my stomach. And I know that now, but then I would like lay on my side in pain. And I finished off that season with, um, you know, doing a structure plan. But after that, I was like, I got to learn why I feel this way because this is ridiculous. Um, so that's when I told my coach at the time, I was like, I want to go to macros. And he, he was a little hesitant about it. I was like, no, I'm learning about this. I want to go to macros. And that's when I started um, playing around with foods and figuring out that, you know, high FODMAP foods. And a lot of people don't know what that is. It's FODMAPs are the sugars that break down your lower intestines um, that people with IBS can't break down. So that's why we end up looking very pregnant. <laughs> when we have reactions. Um, and once I figured that out, I could start making my own meal plans that work with my stomach. Um, and it just made me feel so much better. But so that's really kind of how I led into flexible dieting. And then I started learning even 
more. <laughs> so. so I love that you said this because um, I think a lot, not that a lot of people have IBS, but um, a lot of those foods that you mentioned are hard to digest. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said that because a lot of people will start a new diet and they will be thrown all those foods and they may not eat like that before. One, they might just not like it, like the taste. So why would you want to eat a bunch of stuff you don't like? Because, you know, it looks good on paper. And two, your body might not react to it. It might not feel good. So why continue doing it if it's low calorie or whatever fits your plan? I mean, there are so many other options out there. And I, too, am a flexible dieter. So I completely agree with you. And now, don't get me wrong. I understand why some people prefer a structured meal plan. I think that it's just takes time to actually figure out what you need on that meal plan. Okay. It's going to take a coach a long time to help you figure out what you need directly, if that's what you need to follow, but hello, flexible dieting, because it's like the secret key to happiness, I feel like in sustainability. So tell us what basically, what kind of food do you tend to eat? Cause I know a lot of flexible dieters tend to lean towards the clean side anyway, but Exactly. I think that's the, the funniest thing about it is people that are strictly, and it's, it's kind of like, you know, Republican Democrat, like people are like, I'm meal plan. I'm flexible dieting. I'm like, they're the same thing. <laughs> like, Literally. And it's so funny about it is that, um, I think a meal plan has their time and place, especially when it comes to creating the habits. That means understanding meal timing, uh, understanding kind of what it is to pack up your meals. So with your trying it for the first time, then yeah, you need to help build the habits. And that kind of takes the stress of picking the food out of it. But uh, my personal preference with food choices, I love volume. I don't care if I'm eating a lot of calories or eating a little calories. I like to feel like I'm eating a lot. So I love salads. Um, I do, uh, actually I used to do Gerber baby cream of rice because it digests easier. Um, I I have no kids, so I eat those Gerber puffs and the Gerber rice, and the checkout lady always looks at me like, where's your child? <laughs> Just me. Um, and then I, I get creative um, with um, basically pumpkin puree as a great carb source that digests pretty easily in moderation. And then um, I love pancakes. I don't know if you've known these. They are low-calorie, uh, not low, they're low-carb waffles that like you can have waffles during peak week i've seen them all over instagram i personally have not tried them but they're on my list to try. Oh, yeah. try them. i mean they're they're amazing so um those really helped um just uh, and i'm really i don't create myself a meal plan anymore and mainly it's because i just go with what my body's kind of craving at that moment that means like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, man, I kind of want some cereal. I want to start the day off with some carbs. I need some energy. That's what I do. Or I'm still kind of full from last night. I think I'm going to stick with like fats and some proteins this morning. Like to put your self mentality into like, I must do this or fail. I feel like you can even do that to yourself. And it's not just a coach. Um, so that being said, I don't, I just basically pick the foods I'm craving at that moment. But yeah, they tend to be healthy they're they on oh, oh uh, of course so um i don't struggle a lot with ibs i've had my bouts here and there we all do um but tell us a little bit because i know people do so tell us like 
how you handle when you have a flare up or what that looks like and how somebody can kind of go through it and deal with it and move forward after one because it happens all the time well I guess though let's go back to when I wasn't okay with it because <laughs> yes. I feel like if I talk about how I ever handle it now people are like well she makes it sound so easy because <laughs> I've dealt with IBS my whole life like my mother couldn't eat things while I was breastfeeding because I would have reactions as an infant. So like this is something I've dealt with my whole life. And when I would have a reaction in let's say college, I would lay in my bed. I wouldn't want to put any clothes on because nothing fit right. And I would cry. <laughs> yeah. It feels terrible to feel like I'm doing all these things. And now I look six months pregnant yes. and I don't cry because I'm eating quote unquote healthy, you know? Um, and that is where I want to make sure that people understand, like, you're not alone to feel, you're not crazy to feel defeated with bloating because it's overwhelming. Absolutely. Um, so coming to acceptance of what it is. So now when it happens, I'm like, like, I'm actually, I have one this morning. And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw that. I had something yesterday that I was like, I think this probably is a trigger, but I'm not sure. And I don't, I'm not ready to cut it out until I know. So I ate it yesterday. Woke up this morning. It was about a four months pregnant look. And I was like, yep. And I put instantly and I just kind of make jokes about it. Like I poke my stomach out and I show people, I laugh about it and I just embrace it for what it is. <laughs> so, and cause it's kind of like you got to accept things that you cannot control. Like IBS is part of me. And so reactions are always going to happen. So you can't get frustrated with your body for doing what it's always done. And so that's kind of how I handle it. And I kind of make it into a joke because, you know, you kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I think being really in tune with what you're actually intaking and knowing what's setting you off is really key and I know a lot of people live this way um and they just live this way you know and they don't take the time out to maybe figure out what's going on and um like you said you weren't ready to cut it out but now you're probably going to because oh yeah what's better you know yeah nothing makes you stick to your reverse diet more than an IBS reaction I'll tell you that uh <laughs> <laughs> And that's the thing. It's like, like you said, I'm, yeah, I'm 30 and I just now figured this out last year. Uh, a lot to do with, um, I don't know if you follow Holly Baxter and that's Lane Norton's wife. Mm. Um, so she has celiac disease. And so she actually is gluten intolerant. A lot of people aren't, but she also struggles with IBS, which is, um, she started talking about FODMAPs and my best friend, one of my best friends, Stephanie Bishop also mentioned FODMAPs to me. And I was like, what are these? things you are speaking of. So I went looking and the entire list of the high five maps were like, like light bulb. I was like, Oh my gosh. So once I educated myself on it, I think the more I educate myself, the more uh, understanding and the less frustrated and more acceptance I get about it. Um, I've become kind of a IBS detective. I have a lot of girls messaging me uh, asking, Hey, ate this yesterday. Like what, what's going on? And I was like, Oh yeah. Garlic. No, <laughs> like, it was, like, nope. Can't you, you definitely don't want to season that sucker with garlic. Cause that will kill you. <laughs> so yeah. and especially if they're like in the last final stages of their prep. Cause that's when your body's super sensitive. Um, yes. But 
I mean, that's kind of, and I guess that's why I love flexible dieting so much. And especially with um, the mentality of it all, I'm dealing with a lot of my um, girls reaching out to me about it, saying, I hate the term, like I I'm failed or I succeeded off of being able to follow what other people are telling you. Trust me, ask any of my exes, try to tell me what to do. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, that kind of leads into um, like flexible dieting and um, you talk about letting go of perfection and letting go of the idea of failing. Um, So how did you get there and how do you continue to stay with that mindset, especially as a competitor? I mean... I actually was a, um, I, I call it in denial control freak. I didn't real, I have ADD. So I honestly didn't realize I was a control freak cause I have ADD and I was just like, well, uh, to me, a control freak is also OCD. Like they're super organized. That ain't me. You can't see my phone, but that ain't me. Um, <laughs> so I, um, once I started, I actually, my stepdad made me go to therapy, which kind of helped me break down to realize it but like there were like volleyball practices like I remember this one practice I wasn't playing very well and I legitimately had a panic attack and hyperventilated because I couldn't pass the ball where I needed it to because in my mind if I was anything less than perfect then I was failing and I was not only failing me I was failing my whole team and this was during a practice like nothing's on the line here and it kind of same thing with nutrition. It was like, you know, if I wasn't perfect, then I was failing. And if, you know, if the weight, the scale went up, then it was because I ate that extra almond. I'm like, no, it no, it isn't it's because I stressed about that almond too much. I don't know. Um, and just coming to acceptance that perfection is complete baloney and whoever tries to force that on you is ridiculous because it's never going to happen. Michael Jordan wasn't the best of the best athletes out there. Like think of like, like Michael Jordan, he didn't even make his high school basketball team. He was far from perfect. And how many, you know, how many shots did he miss? But we put perfection on ourselves. You know, it's like, it make any sense logically. Um, So to accept the fact and embrace your imperfections for what they are, like, having IBS is one of my imperfections and I'm embracing it and working with it. So that keeps my cortisol level low and keeps me mentally sane because you will drive yourself crazy. (laughs) So yeah, we've all been like, Oh, am I crazy? No. And I love it because, um, whether you're a competitor or not, if you are a female out there listening that's currently dieting or has diet goals or weight loss goals or fitness goals, whatever it may be, you're not going to be perfect all the time. You're not going to be perfect most of the time. I mean, even as a competitor, I mean, I we make it look like we're pretty close to perfect, but we are not. And um, we're just out there doing the best we can and it's consistency. Um, and it's the time and consistency. So if you're starting something new out there, if you're in the heat of something, don't toss it in the can just because you had a bad day or a bad week or whatever. Um, that's just life, you know, and you're not going to be perfect. So for I think sure, it's really important. 
yeah, that consistency, that, that word is key, especially when, uh, doesn't matter what you're doing when it comes to your nutrition or fitness goals. It's if you cannot feel sane and consistent and you're missing out on life in general to try to stick to something and it's not sustainable for your lifestyle, then it just isn't right for you. So that's the thing like that led probably me and you to flexible dieting was that this is something we can stay consistent with and, you know, keep on going. And that's kind of where um, I think a lot of people and a lot of the diet culture with the fear tactics get people. Yes. It's like you have to do this or else. And that's, and it makes you feel that you have to be perfect. But if you just understand that if you do the best to be as consistent as possible and you find what your version of consistency is, you will find success within your imperfections. And that's what people need to understand is that like, you're not crazy because you can't eat asparagus every day. Like it's like for, like I can eat a bowl of salad for your four spares of asparagus. Like, like I I wouldn't want to do it either, but that's my version of consistency. You know, it's like, you just got to understand it and educate yourself guys. I mean, like some of my, and I'm not sponsored by these people, but some of the best, um, influencers, um, is like Lane Norton. He has a PhD in nutritional science and he doesn't speak. He can speak in big words. Let's not get it twisted, but he speaks in very layman's terms and debunks a lot of the things. So if you are looking for something to educate yourself, he is a great source and he's been at it since the beginning. Like he's an OG bodybuilder.com forums like what's going on and like well, this lane guys in there like just like shoots people down left and right like who is this dude <laughs> like, seriously he is an og yes. yeah he, and like that's how and his wife hallie baxter both of them are just great sources to like they've really helped me out a lot um especially when i got the overall this year um at the uh i got a novice overall and um oh no Sorry, um, somebody called me. Uh, novice overall, and uh, I got first place in my open division. I bought his contest prep book, and understanding the process was yes. mind blowing to me. So yes, and I think that's huge too. Is finding um, a source that you actually trust, and um, you know, I actually talked about this the other day on my Instagram, but tuning out all the rest of the noise that you follow on Instagram or read in articles and whatever it may be. It's great to take it all in, but finding somebody that you trust and that has the same ideals as you and what you can incorporate in your life and then listen to them, you know, if they're knowledgeable and they know what they're talking about, which he certainly does. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of one of the things that did help me accept um, the imperfections and understanding consistency is education. Like I said earlier, it's like no one, I don't understand why they don't teach us in school, like proper, like why is macronutrients not something that I didn't learn until 29? Right. It's literally the building blocks of your entire process. It's crazy. Um, Doesn't matter what you're doing. It's like everything is macronutrients. And people are like, well, I'm doing keto. So I don't want to do macro. Like macro is keto and keto is macros. (laughs) I know. (laughs) We laugh at it. Because it's common knowledge to us, but it's not common knowledge to the population. Yes. And it's wrong. <laughs> so. No. And I always say, like my husband and I always say, like people would just take a little bit of time to figure out a couple things. It's life changing, like with nutrition, <laughs> you know? 
but yes but anyways so you for hours about these things um, like I want to go back in time to 22 year old Kayla you know she's like sitting there doing these like I did this the one of your girls that you had on this podcast did the the lemonade diet the cayenne pepper and syrup (laughs) yeah trust me I did that I did that too volleyball tournament I did not (laughs) during a tournament (laughs) crazy so bad we've all done stupid things but we educated ourselves and that's why we are where we are today mentally and physically yes absolutely yeah Uh, so um I'm going to put all of Kayla's information in the details of this podcast, as always. Um, give her a follow on Instagram. Like I said, she does really good stuff. Um, she does have a few discount codes and things from some companies that she has on her page, and I will add all of that in the description, but her code is always just Kayla, and that's super easy. So if you see anybody that she works with and you want to save some money, just type in that just Kayla. Um, yeah. So is there anything else you wanted to say before we log off? Well, no, I mean, I, I'm a talker, so I can talk all day. Um, no, but if for anybody listening to this, competitors, non-competitors, what you can take from it is just be easy on yourself. It is a journey for a reason. It's not a sprint. It's going to take time. You're going to find your consistency. Just believe in yourself and remember that it's okay to be not perfect. Embrace the imperfection and find the success in it. And trust me, it will all make sense. (laughs) Yes, I love it. That is perfect. Okay, Kayla, well, thank you so much for your time. And I love chatting with you and um, I look forward to following you and the rest of your story. For having me. Thanks. And last, but certainly not least, I'd like to thank our sponsors at Anytime Fitness in High Ridge, Missouri, where they strive to make healthy happen together with helpful, friendly coaches, thousands of welcoming locations worldwide, and always 24-hour access. All right, guys, please make sure to subscribe to Fit Girl Talk Radio and give us a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Have a great day, have a great week, and as always, Just do the best you can out there, and I promise we'll talk again soon.